a new year, and it's the year to take your organization and your career to new levels of impact. I'm Katie Appled. I'm the leader of Nonprofit Hub and your host for the Good to Growth podcast. I'm glad that you're taking time out of your busy schedule to join me as I talk to nonprofit leaders and influencers from around the world, people who know how to move your mission from good to growth. This episode of the Good to Growth podcast was made possible by our friends at Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions. Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions empowers emerging nonprofits like yours to start, grow, and maintain their organizations. Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions offers all the help you need for running a nonprofit, including consulting and administrative services that range from incorporation and 501c3 tax exemption to grant writing and websites for nonprofits. Learn more about Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions at brightbridge.com. That's B-R-Y-T-E bridge.com. I remember when an annual report was at minimum, maybe 10 pages, and it was bound, it was printed, it was mailed, and we expected our supporters, our donors, our community stakeholders, we expected them to read through it. Well, today, in our digital savvy world, it doesn't quite work that way anymore. Today, an annual report is dynamic, it's interactive, and it better be engaging. We're going to be talking to Josh Kligman of Yearly today, and Yearly's focus and Josh's focus is on helping nonprofits to develop annual reports that not only tell a great story, but are accessible and easily consumed. I'm excited to talk to him. I know it's the right time of year to be tackling this topic, so let's get started. Josh, before we dig in, tell me a little bit about Yearly, about your work. And by the way, that is a super clever name. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. Um, You know, annual reports sometimes makes even me cringe because it's that, you know, that that project that comes up that you think about for a long time and has a long lead time to write all the content and nobody really wants to do it. But when when you're done, you're so proud you have this great you have this great uh, document. Um, well, next year. <laughs> right. Well, you know, with, with yearly, we're just trying to help, you know, ease some of that stress and tension with nonprofits and foundations and associations when they have to make annual and impact reports by taking them digital and just making it faster and, um, and a little more engaging so that you know that your stakeholders are reading your reports. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's good work. So in my experience, foundations, especially when you're, you're a recipient, you're you know one of their grantees, they always suggest an annual report, but they, they seldom require it. I think most grantees feel like, well, if they're suggesting it, I should probably do it. How important is it for an organization to have an annual report? Well, I think it's a great way to showcase the impact you're making. And everyone likes to talk about you know, nonprofit storytelling and what a better way to recap what you're doing, you know, throughout the year in one piece to the people that could really make a difference. I see a lot of organizations go on, you know, um, Facebook and do a post about this great event that they had. And then you have, you know, the executive director of your organization tweeting about something else. I think it's a nice culmination to show those that are going to give back or maybe partner 
And when it comes time to end year giving, which is probably fresh in everyone's mind now in what mid January, um, you know, it's a nice way to say to those stakeholders that um, might write a check um, or, or even volunteer, which is just as important, you know, Hey, um, um, you know, this is how we used your, your funds. And this is what, you know, we plan to do in the upcoming year. So is it, is it really just a donor communications piece or is there a fundraising angle? And I ask because I get a ton of annual reports and there's almost always an appeal letter with it. And I'm confused. Like, do you want me to donate? Are you thanking me for donating? Like what, what's the story? What do you recommend? Yeah, I think it's both. Uh, And I think it really just depends on the organization, but being clear with the ask that you're making and that, that, call to action from a marketing and communications perspective um, is, is what's important because you shouldn't be confused and there's annual reports and there's impact reports. And then you see appeals in other types of reports throughout the year. Um, You know, there's um, there's governments that I see create reports that are digital and they do monthly and then quarterly um, financial updates, right. And they're public, or I see recaps of events or even um, individual donor reports or impact reports, maybe even brochures on certain programs. Some of them have asked and some don't. So I think it's really about thinking about who your who your audience is and what you want them to do with that. So if you want them to give, if there's an appeal, I think that's fine. And if it's simply a donor communication, um, you know how you measure that return on the time that you spent can be done in a, in a number of ways. You just have to be clear with the question you're asking and then do a good job judging what that response is. Sure, sure. So it sounds like we, we maybe need to do a little bit of customization. I mean, I think most organizations prepare just one annual report, but should mm-hmm. we customize maybe how we package it and how we deliver it based on who we're talking to? Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at um, individual donor reports, you can customize it and target it to one person. You could be targeting to a group of people that gave it a certain level, or you could be targeting it to a group of volunteers that have helped you with an important project. So it's, it's so easy now and so quick to create reports that are digital and duplicate the work that you've done really quickly and not have to start over in terms of a, a design and layout perspective and not even have to reprint everything and, um, and make different versions of different types of reports that can be customized. And the customization goes really deep. I mean, it could be, you know, your name on it. I got a report that said, you know, hey, Josh, here's how we spent your funds. That's great. But you can get, um, I think, a lot more engagement out of adding pieces like, video or social media posts that help tell the story that you're, you're trying to tell um, and complement it nicely. So, uh, you know, I always hear about show, don't tell and showing off what you did. Right. So what a, what a better way to do that than to say, say a little bit about it um, and display that with um, you know, that relevant video from YouTube, bring that in or Vimeo, bring that into your report or um, a post about your event, bring that into your report. So, it kind of gives it a little, you know, life instead of, instead of just words on the page. I think you just named this episode. I think we'll call it show. Don't tell. Um, 
Well, I, was, I think it was like my seventh grade English teacher used to say that with every paper that they gave back to us or thing that we had to do. And I guess it stuck. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think back to, I mean, I'm going to date myself, but I think back to some of the first organizations I worked at and our annual report was, I mean, a serious topic that we had to discuss and budget for was how are we going to bind the thing? Are we going to use spiral loops or is it going to be perfect bound? I mean, today it's kind of a non-factor. I mean, these can be delivered digitally and they can be totally customizable, totally personalized. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, And you can do it, I guess, a lot, you know, a lot cheaper. I mean, there's, you know, the time that you need to take and maybe people you need to work with to, to produce a nice looking report, but you don't have to go and spend that money on the printing and binding. And, you know, I, I think a lot of nonprofits still do. And that's, that's great because they have segments of their audience that, um, that need to see it that way. You know, maybe it's donors, maybe it's some board members. Um, but for the most part, I mean, why not save the money and, and put it towards um, programming? I think that's a big trend that I'm, that I'm seeing. And printing, you know, printing a hundred reports is much different than printing like 5,000. I mean, if you can deliver the majority digitally, it's much better to, to do it that way. Um Okay. So that's one of the trends you're seeing. Is there anything, any other trends that you're seeing with digital or? Yeah. A a huge trend with digital reports. And and again, this is digital annual reports, impact reports, several others is about tracking metrics. I mean, you talked earlier about, you know, that return that you see from the time that you take and the money you put in for, for say an annual report, but on the whole, you know, going back even the last couple of years, you're not really sure who's reading it, um, if it's getting read. And now I think it's really easy to take a look at how much time people are spending on your reports or um, where people are reading your reports and, and how many unique visitors are, are, are viewing that report and coming through it. Um, I think if you if your report's more engaging, you can track that by the time spent on the report and look at that year over year. So the big trend I'm seeing now is this leap people are taking from having a report that used to be um, either printed or PDF, maybe um, maybe a flickbook, but something that's a little more static like that. Yeah. And putting it into a, a web-based form, something you know digital that has these engaging factors, and being able to go from who read my report and how did that tie into how much we got in donations last year too? I have all this data and all these great metrics now, and that equals X amount of dollars, X amount of volunteers, you know, whatever that concrete set of goals are that you were really planning for. And now you can say, okay, well, this is our new baseline. And then as we go into 2023 coming out of this year, we can, we can, you know, measure against that. That's something that we just didn't have before and, and, and nonprofits are headed towards. Absolutely. It was kind of like one and done before, but now I'm even thinking like, as I'm listening to you talk, the retargeting potential, and I know that's a little bit of a taboo topic, but if somebody's interacting with your report, I mean, why not show up for them in social media? Why not show up for them in other digital ways so that your organization is staying top of mind? That's another beautiful benefit of it. I think, you know, I think that mindset of um, what else are your donors um, or potential partners, potential volunteers, you know, doing with their time and their day. I mean, that's what you're competing with when, when you're trying to put a annual report in front of them. Yeah. They'll be in the middle of your report and 
they're going to get a text from someone else and it's going to be from the babysitter, the vet, um, you know, uh, someone at, at, at work distracting them, taking them on another path and they'll have to come back to it later. There's a lot of distractions you're competing with. And, um, you know, just like any other type of marketing or advertising, you're, you're competing for their time. So I think, you know, being concise with what you're putting in report, making it a little more compelling is key. So like we said, if you can track it, you know, it's one leg up you'll have on all those other things that you're vying for their time with during the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they can take it with them. So even if they can't finish reading it on their computer, maybe they pull it up on their phone. That's, that's another great benefit. Hi, this is Kevin Burgess, the editor of the Good to Growth podcast. Katie asked me to tell you about today's sponsor, Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions. Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions empowers dreamers and doers to build nonprofit organizations that positively impact their communities. From nonprofit startup, 501c3 tax exemption, grant management, 990 tax filings, and state compliance, Brightbridge provides all the help you need for running a nonprofit. Brightbridge is led by a team of experienced professionals that leverage their practice on leading nonprofits, holding board positions, and formal nonprofit educational backgrounds to equip and help you to start, grow, and maintain your organization. Brightbridge serves nonprofits all over the United States and is eager to help you. Call Brightbridge at 1-877-857-9002 for a free compliance assessment or to learn more about how they can help your emerging nonprofit at brightbridge.com. That's B-R-Y-T-E bridge.com. Your mission is to help others. Their mission is to help you. Contact Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions today. Now let's get back to Katie's conversation with Josh Kligman. Okay, so let's talk goals. And obviously one goal is you need to be digital. But what are some other goals that your annual report should have? I think that um, deciding, you know, what you're looking to get out of it is is really important. There's a lot of general annual reports out there um, that are conveying information to um, your stakeholders and you're doing a great job of telling your community how your programs are doing and, and how they're impacting, you know, those that benefit from it. But, you know, deciding ahead of time, you know, what you want out of it is is key. You don't want to make the report just for the for the sake of making the report just because you did it last year, just because your board is 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 requiring it, you know, have a concrete goal in mind. So um I've seen reports from um uh a private school in um in the Northeast that has a call to action to donate this appeals at the end of every single section in the table contents in the digital report. Their goal is to, is to drive revenue from the alumni of that school. And they're thinking about that as they go. Um, You know, if you're looking to get more volunteers out of it, have a plug for volunteers. So having concrete goals is, is, um, is, is really important. And I think you sent us some samples of great annual reports. So I will make sure I link those up in the podcast notes. So we've talked about goals. We've talked about the need to be digital. 
What are some of the misses that you see nonprofits make with their annual reports other than other than maybe still going for the, you know, the perfect bound paper printout? Uh, too much text is the number one. I mean, there's some reports that, you know, go on and on and on. And while it's important to convey all those details in your mind, it doesn't mean that the person reading it is going to let it soak in in the same way. Um, I think there's all types of different learners out there. Um, so having that nice balance and strike between text and photography, videos, and, and other things that you can embed within your report that are a little more interactive, like social media, is, is not only a trend, but it's there for a reason. Um, you know, there's a little more engagement that way. And, um, you know, there's also some best practices in digital around having, you know, too much text on the screen where it's not necessarily a Kindle product you're delivering or, or a, a novel. It needs to have, um, you know, this component of showing off, you know, how you're, how you're impacting. So a, a little more than text is, um, is, is a good way to go. And that's easier said than done. I mean, you may write something and then try to trim it back and that could take you days to weeks. Yeah. We always coach people, you know, you want to tell stories that are memorable. And if it takes you multiple pages to tell the story, it may be too complex. You may be in going into a level of detail that they're not going to be able to easily recall and share it with their friends. Cause I mean, that's another goal. You want people to be so moved that they run and tell their hairdresser, their husband or wife, their children, you know, you want the the good news to spread. That is great advice. And it's, it's an art too, right? I mean, it's not, it's not something that um, comes natural to everybody, but I think there's more tools out there to help you do that in the digital world. Um, so it's worth, worth giving it a shot. <laughs> Absolutely. One thing I love, um, a common theme I saw in the examples you sent over is it's a good mix of being, um, I don't know if it was a PDF or if it was more like a presentation file, but it was something that you could scroll through, but then there was video incorporated as well. And I love that because I think about my parents who, if you send them a video, they're, I mean, they're just going to be bemused. I mean, they're, <laughs> that's not their thing, but they'll flip through something because they prefer to read their content. So having that kind of mix is, um, I think it's great, especially if you're serving an older generation. Yeah. I think another um, mistake that I see is that people think that they, they don't have the, the talent or the, the design background to go and make something web-based that includes that nice mix of video text and everything else that we talked about. And I think it's just getting easier and easier out there to, to do that. I mean, every new platform you try, I think, you know, takes a little bit of trial and error because there's a, a learning curve, but it's not that steep anymore. And I think the mistake is that you think you have to spend, you know, a lot of resources and funds on, um, on, uh, on, on getting help when, you know, I think, you know, a lot of it can be handled, you know, with the partners that you already have or in house and that can go a long way. Canva people check it out. And there's templates sure. galore. Yeah. And yearly, um, which I'll make sure I include a link in the podcast notes. So this has all been good. And I want to end with one more good note. So we do a section in every podcast recording where we ask our guests to share a bit of good news for the nonprofit sector. So what do you have for us? 
I think that the good news is that um, that with digital marketing, and I'm going to go beyond annual reports, impact reports here. I'm seeing a lot more collaboration as a as another trend, um, even between you know industries. Um, it's a lot easier now to get in touch with um, you know potential partners and mm-hmm. um, reach out across different sectors and see how you can collaborate. And um, you know, I see all types of organizations that are getting help from others, um, which draws, you know, you know, even more attention. So I think the bit of, bit of advice there that, um, you know, I would give that's good news is, um, you know, use social media or any other digital means to find other people that like your space that can help lend a voice and tell other people about it. That could be influencers, you know, even at a, um, on a small level that are in your community that have a lot of followers on Twitter that can talk about, you know, your humane society or, um, you know, whatever type of nonprofit work that you do and, and lend a voice. You just have to find someone that has an interest and they can help. Absolutely. And for all our listeners, Nonprofit Hub recently partnered with Feather to develop a um, nonprofit's guide to digital advertising. Um, It's specifically tailored to advertising and using those social platforms. I'll make sure that's in the podcast notes as well. Um, So download that. It's completely free and it is a great guide. I mean, I've been doing this for a while and I read it and I had a couple aha moments. So check it out. Josh, this has been fun and informative. And again, it's timely. I know a lot of nonprofits are working on their reports right now. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Katie. I hope you found today's talk with Josh informative and inspiring to help you create a new and better annual report. If you need more resources, we do have an annual report guide on the nonprofithub.org website. It will walk you through um, how to kind of develop a customized report for your different audience types, as well as some basic do's and don'ts. So check that out. I'd also encourage you to check out the digital advertising and guide for nonprofits that was mentioned in this episode. It will help you maximize a digital report to get as much exposure as possible. As always, I'm thankful for the support of our sponsor, Brightbridge Nonprofit Solutions. Let's all get back to doing more good. Thanks for listening to another Good to Growth podcast. You can find more great content to take your organization from good to growth at nonprofithub.org.